0: The
1: stretched by Mars with a pitch. One-on and
0: hit the right to the left. Play back there. Lay back there. Hold on. Tigers win. Tigers win. Four minutes. It's a two-run home run. And the Tigers in the back. Get I don't believe it. It gets away right side to Giacomo on his way in. He's safe at the plate. Throwback to Scheffler. Gets away towards the dugout. Here comes Bianco. Tigers win. Tigers win. Tigers win! Tigers win! All right, welcome back to another edition of Tiger's Win. I'm Harrison Valentine. And today uh, I'm really excited to be joined by Ben Verlander, uh, Fox Sports MLB analyst and host of the Flippin' Bats podcast. Uh, ben, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Of course. Pumped to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: So I thought you'd be a, a great guest to bring on with uh, spring training in full swing and, and college baseball underway. Talk to us about what you do first off. I know you you started at Fox in, in 2021. Is that is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing I ever did with Fox was a, a World Series watch party in 2020, the World Series. But I officially started in in 2021, so it's been uh, it's been two full seasons.
0: What's the uh, what's the media life like in, in comparison to the, the playing days?
1: You know, it's <laughs> it's completely opposite, really. So it's, I'm coming at it from an interesting perspective. Whereas I don't really know many people in the sports media world that um that played to the level i did and then didn't quite make it you kind of either have you kind of either have people that have been in the media space forever and they were born to be in media or hall of famers all-stars at the big league level so i'm kind of coming at it from an angle of look it was my dream to play major league baseball i came up one phone call short i played five years professionally um, but I never fell out of love with the game of baseball and um, just continued to want to be in baseball. And I've, I truly feel like I've found like m- my, my calling in life in a way, just trying to, you know, I don't view myself as traditional media. I know from a player perspective that it can be, it can be annoying having people hound you every single second. So kind of coming at it from a younger perspective, just talking to guys as I would in a locker room with the guys and um, just trying to grow the game of baseball is is my main goal here. The, uh, the, the way the game of baseball has been portrayed for too long has been stale and old and it needs to change. The game is so fun and uh, I'm trying to portray that the best I can.
0: We'll get to the, the state of baseball in a second. But before we talk about some broader topics, I thought, you know, since this, this is an LSU-centric podcast, I might be fired if we don't like talk about some, some Tigers and the pros. Uh, I know you're an MLB analyst, but I'm curious, how much college baseball do you get to follow? I, I know when the draft rolls around, probably a little bit more. We got a, uh, a guy on campus named Dylan Cruz, who's, who's kind of good, uh, might go number one in overall in the draft. Are you invested? How invested are you in Omaha and, and college baseball as a whole?
1: i would say a lot um obviously being in the like college baseball that's the biggest difference the biggest jump in the world is from college baseball to the pros the biggest difference in the world is college baseball to the pros college baseball is a family it's like you know do you baseball you don't have time to to join a fraternity or to get a job baseball is your job and you become family with everybody on that team so I went to Old Dominion, played baseball there for three years, still follow them all the time. So I, I'm still very invested in college baseball. I love it. It's a different game to watch than pro baseball. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. The players have a blast. So uh, I still watch a good bit. Um, and then come come playoff time, I'm completely locked in.
0: I thought we'd start with, with DJ LeMayhew, a former LSU Tiger. Seems like he's back to 100% with that foot. What what will a healthy DJ do for for the Yankees lineup in 2023?
1: I just I think the last last year we've seen from him has been a complete outlier. I mean, DJ LeMahieu is a guy that I think can hit until he's 80 years old, and and you, we shouldn't expect anything less than that. And and that's the perfect piece that the Yankees lineup needs. They obviously have guys that can hit for a lot of power. Judge being one of them but Stanton being one of them that won't hit for a high average and then having him in that in that lineup that can just hit 300 when he falls out of bed is so valuable so I'm excited to see him now that he's healthy I know he was hurt and then when he came back he still he wasn't right and now I feel like he's gonna have uh, I feel like he's gonna have a good season and a full healthy season hopefully and be back to the DJ LeMahieu we
0: know Last season's World Series featured uh, two LSU Tigers, two college roommates, actually, in uh, Alex Bregman and Aaron Nola. I think Bregman enters his eighth year as a pro, which is kind of hard to fathom. Uh, But he posted 23 homers, 142 hits, 93 RBIs in 2022. What do you like about Bregman? And and do you see him kind of continuing to post those type of numbers?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, a lot of the year last year was probably you look at those numbers and they've been good. Um, But I I think Bregman's even better than that. I think um, average wise last year, his numbers probably weren't where he wanted to. I I think the guy is uh, an MVP caliber player. I'm not going to say he's going to go out and win MVP this year. But I mean, we've seen him in that conversation before, and I believe he can continue to be in that conversation. That's how good he is. He's incredible over at third base. Um, offensively, he's one of the better third basemen in the game of baseball, and uh, he's just—he's a beast, man. And I've been—I've um, been fortunate to become pretty good friends with Bregman. Really, since since he got drafted and and made it to the big leagues, him and I have become good friends. So, uh, yeah, he, he's a good one to talk about. He's—he's he's a good friend and and an absolute stud for sure.
0: So, switching gears here for a second, I. I... Can't have you on without asking you about uh, what seems like the most controversial topic, maybe in sports right now, which is uh, the pitch clock. Uh, I watched my first spring training game the other day, and it kind of was like un- it was just unrecognizable how quick the game is being played right now. Um, the college game has one, too. I think it's 20 seconds to start your your rotation and 15 in major leagues. Uh, w- what are your thoughts on it? And, and how is how do you see this playing out moving forward?
1: <laughs> Every time I think of the pitch clock, I think – I. Fun fact, I was the first ever professional player to be given a strike violation via the pitch clock. It was the first day it went into existence, like, what, six, seven years ago? And, I mean, it was ridiculous because I was completely in the box and ready. I was just made an example out of. Don't get me started. I could go on for hours about this. But now seeing it in the game, it's it's funny. I, I This is tough. I I am for it. But I do think it needs a lot of change. I, I don't think what we see right now will be the final product. Um, I don't think we can have certain things like a 6-6 ball game in the bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, full count, and a strike violation ends the inning. That, that can't happen. Um, we can't see violations from pitchers as they're lifting their leg to go home. So I think there needs to be a few tweaks. I would like to see the timer. Um, maybe extended from 15 to 18 seconds with nobody on base. But all in all, um, we're getting more action in a less amount of time. We're not cutting out any of the game action. We're just cutting out pitchers walking around the mound for, for two minutes. We're cutting out batters stepping out and redoing their hair and all this stuff. So um, I, I think we're heading in a in a direction – that's fine. Baseball needs change. Every, every sport needs change. Baseball is just the last one to always do it because it's very stuck in its ways. Um, but there are things that need to change. You know, I was thinking about this the other day on my show, I was doing like a demo of how fast the timer is. And just imagine like your tower getting buzzed with 101 mile an hour fastball and you like needing a second to realize the fact that you're even alive. And before you, before you even realize it, there's seven seconds left on the clock. And it's like, We're gonna have to do something about that you know if a guy gets brushed back at 101 he needs a few seconds if it's raining you gotta wipe off your bat so there's a few things that i think need to be tweaked and i think will be tweaked this is just kind of thrown right in everybody's faces right at us and we're getting the extreme version of it
0: crazy offseason in baseball obviously one of the craziest that i can remember in in recent memory what are some of the biggest storylines that you're you know most closely watching you know as, as spring trainings are officially underway right now
1: well, every time you, you mentioned how crazy the offseason was, the, the Carlos Correa situation was was absolutely incredible. I'm a Mets fan, and, so
0: let's not bring that up.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a, big, uh, I'm a big MLB The Show guy. I play MLB The Show all the time. I stream it. And when everybody was talking about the cover, <laughs> they were saying it should be Carlos Correa in a Giants, Mets, and Twins uniform. <laughs> all three uh. different. That would have been great. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. The Mets would have uh, – that would have been a very good pickup for the Mets. So, for me, the storylines are, one, the Mets, and, okay, yeah, the Mets have uh, Justin and Max Scherzer at the top of the rotation, but Kodai Senga is supposed to be this stud. But we don't always see it translate from the Japanese game to the U.S. or vice versa. They're very different games. So, I'm, a, I'm interested in watching – uh, Senga and how he does against major league hitters, how he does with the major league baseball. They're quite literally two different baseballs. Um, so I'll be on the lookout for that. Ronald Acuna this year, um, obviously an ACL two years ago, but last year still wasn't himself. So I think Acuna can come out and have an MVP type season. I really do. I think two years removed from his injury is a full go. Um, So I'm so excited for baseball, man. There's so much going on when you look around. As you said, a crazy offseason. So obviously the Padres will have one of the greatest lineups we've ever seen. Um, How will that work out? Can they beat the Dodgers? There's a a lot going on in baseball this year that I'm super excited about.
0: Yeah, in your opening, you kind of talked about the the state of baseball right now. And, And some of the things that I think about when I think of baseball right now is you know the field of dreams game, the All Star game being one of the best, it, it probably the best in all of sports. Uh, just the young crop of talent that baseball has right now uh, coming up. You know, for all the talk about you know the state of the sport, entertainment value, stuff like that, it still feels like baseball is in a in a, in a really healthy spot right now. Would you say that?
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the players involved are are you know the ones that are keeping it alive and more. You know, having guys like Julio Rodriguez who's barely the legal age to drink is becoming quickly one of the faces of baseball and having Ronald Acuna, who's unbelievable. Fernando Tatis who needs to grow up a little bit and, you know, stop riding motorcycles and taking drugs that he shouldn't and getting suspended, but he's great. He's exciting. Shohei Otani doing things that has literally never been done before. Mike Trout's still in the game. Um, It's just the state of baseball is in such a good place. Um, And for me, the important thing that baseball was behind on is players marketing themselves and the game marketing its best players. And it seems like these younger guys are starting to do it. You look on social media, they're all on it. They're all trying to promote themselves, promote the game. They're all pushing out their work. The teams are doing a better job now. So baseball is in a good place. Um, That's that's my job—is to to just continue growing the game of baseball. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it, but here's my shirt. It says, "Baseball is fun." I mean, that's that's the whole theme of it, and um, you get the best feel for that in college. I really, you know, I think of the three major sports. I guess technically it's four, but the three major sports: baseball, basketball, football. You watch, and and those college those college games have such a good presence and. That with basketball and football, but in in baseball, it seems a little bit behind. And my theory there has always been because if you have your favorite football team, you draft the guy in the first round, you're going to see him that next year, right? In baseball, that's not necessarily the case. You know, you draft a guy in the first round and you're lucky to see him in two years. So I would like to see a little more of an audience on on college baseball, just because it's it's the future of baseball and you watch and it's it's so fun and it's so exciting and that's exactly what the major league level needs as well so um i i think everything's in a good place and i just i wish we could grow the game of college baseball
0: have you gotten a chance to watch dylan cruz film at all
1: oh i've watched him yeah i haven't seen him a ton um in game action this year but i know all about him um I hear he's the real deal and it sounds like you believe he's the real deal as well. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I think over the last week he was hitting like seven fifteen with like seven or nine that. RBIs. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's definitely the real deal. So
1: not a bad week.
0: No, no. Um, now I, I am a Mets fan. I live about an hour outside the city, so I can't, you know, leave you without asking, uh, this question. So, um, what was your reaction to, to the move uh, with with JV going to, to Queens? And how excited is he to, to join another contender? Uh, so I know I'm excited. So how excited is he?
1: You know, just from, you know, removing the fact that he's my brother for a second, you hear that Jacob deGrom is moving on, right? Or not signing back with the Mets, signing with the Rangers, which, by the way, being a Mets fan, which is you are – five years and that much money for Jacob DeGrom, who is not on the field very often, the Mets probably shouldn't have given him that much money. But then it goes to, okay, well, what's their next move? Who's the best guy available? Who just won a Cy Young Award? Steve Cohen has all the money in the world, and now he has the Jacob DeGrom money. So it just felt like the perfect fit. Um, I'm so glad it ended up happening. I'm I'm so pumped for Justin. I'm so pumped for um, this season. to to support him, to support the team. I remember I was actually on, on a drive down from LA to San Diego for the winter meetings when it happened. And I got a phone call from Justin actually, I'm sitting in the car and Justin called and I'm like driving down the highway. And at this time, at this point, it's like my job to be on top of this and to talk about it and to do a podcast. So I'm like, well, what the hell do I do? I'm driving down a highway. You're calling me, telling me you're having one of the biggest moves of your career. So I actually pulled over at Camp Pendleton, which is a, a military base and outside of San Diego, and reported a, recorded a podcast with like military tanks and machine guns going by literally like 10 feet in front of me. It was wild, but I'm so excited. I know Justin is. Um, he turned 40 just a few days ago, but his body has never been... He, he takes such good care of himself for probably the last, I don't know, six to eight years. I've never seen anybody other than maybe Tom Brady take as good a care as, as of their body as he does. And, uh, I'm I'm really excited for this season for sure.
0: Yeah, replacing a uh, Cy Young Award winner with a Cy Young Award winner is is not uh, not too shabby of a move. So not bad. Uh, before we wrap, where can I, our fans find you on, on social media? And if you have something you want to plug, by all means, uh, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty much everywhere: uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. It's just at Ben Verlander everywhere and. Um, the thing that is very near and dear to my heart and actually became the number two baseball podcast in the U.S. at one point last year is my podcast, Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander. It's all about growing the game. I talked a lot about – I talk college baseball. I talk baseball. I, You know, it's, it's – the, the goal of it is to grow the game of baseball. And for every person that I have come up to me saying – I was, I'm not the biggest diehard baseball fan in the world, but I, I've become a bigger fan listening to your podcast. That's kind of the goal, you know? I can obviously talk the X's and O's and the you know, be as in the weeds in baseball as possible. I played professionally for five years, but the goal is to grow the game and to bring new eyes to it and to, to talk about every team and to talk about what's fun and what's exciting and who's doing well. It's a very positive, upbeat baseball show. And, uh, yeah, it's called Flipping Bass with Ben Verlander, and I hope you uh, check it out.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks to Ben Verlander for joining us today. Happy baseball season to all, and thank you for listening to this edition of Tiger's Win.